Welcome to Dakota Grappler Live. Your source for wrestling in the Dakotas. We will bring you coach interviews, individual rankings and results. News at all levels. Great conversation, wrestling mindset, and more. Now here's your host, John Gums. Hey guys, we are going live. It is the 2021 wrestling season right around the corner. I am John Gums and this is Bill Holton. We are here to talk a little bit of wrestling tonight. I'm excited to... Uh, just start another year. I tell you what, this last spring, I'm so glad we got our state wrestling tournament in. There's so many other things that were going on that, you know, it was kind of kind of scary a little bit when it came down to, you know, how we squeezed our state wrestling team, a wrestling tournament and everything there. But, uh, you know, Bill, I'll let you start off. What have you done in the off season? I know you started to watch a little wrestling here these last, uh, I'd say weeks, that probably here, last couple of weeks, and yeah. uh, they're starting to go again. Uh, I'll give people some updates. Actually, I'll give you a little rundown of what I planned on talking about in the show tonight. So the people that are watching on Facebook, a few people over on YouTube will be over there too. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit of South Dakota and North Dakota High School Activities Association. I talked to both the people that run that. Uh, also tonight, we'll probably talk a little Beat the Streets, a little bit of Penn State, uh, and I'll give you some information about what is happening around uh, the nation right now, wrestling-wise. Uh other than that, if you guys have any questions, feel free to pop them on here. Um, we do have a comment session on the bottom, so you should be able to see that. Um, Bill is expert at this place. He did several things with his field trials this summer. Really impressed with what he's doing live on his stuff. And I tell you what, I'm just ready to talk wrestling. I'll let Bill introduce himself and anything he wants to say. Hi, yeah, Bill Holden here from uh, uh, coming here from Central North Dakota. Uh, you know, obviously big wrestling fan. Uh, John and I have had a lot of fun talking to wrestling over the last year or so. Uh, this is, it's been a good time. We've met, we, you know, we've really, for me, it's been fun because I've been able to meet a lot of, uh, you know, pretty good friends and people around the state, uh, both states, North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, that I didn't already know. And then, you know, others that, that you just kind of get reacquainted with. So, um, that's, uh, that's me here. Um, the summer has been pretty busy, I guess with, with, uh, with you know work and and uh, trying to do, trying to train a few dogs and and you know just you know we've kind of been in some crazy times with the with the virus stuff and we we kind of hopefully you know through this this next month or so we we start kind of getting through that and um you know I, I i i do still follow the sport just as quick as much as i did in the middle of the season so uh you know, there has been a few wrestling events that have gone on through the summer. The uh, There was a, a group in Chicago that held a, a rumble on the rooftop one night. There were some real good matches there. Uh, Beat the Streets had a great, you know, match last, a uh, great event last Thursday night. We'll talk about that a little bit tonight and some of those some of those exciting matches. And then this last weekend on a on kind of a new platform, uh, the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club held a uh, – what I hope is something that we're going to see a lot, but basically it was a duel uh, between uh, the Nittany Lion guys, uh, the regional training center, and the regional training centers from uh, – everybody was pretty much regional training center from uh, University of Penn or the Penn RT, R, RJTC and also uh, Cliff Keen out of, out of Michigan. So we had some great matches, uh, some great women's matches. Uh, some real good international flair of guys that are wrestling for uh, other countries, but training out of uh, Penn or Penn State 
or Nittany Lion Wrestling Club or Cliff Keen. So uh, there were some great, great matches there. Uh, some of, I mean, you know, obviously came right down to the very final match of the night that was really a lot of fun to watch. So I'm hoping that what we will see going forward uh, is more of that type of event where you have these regional training centers that are affiliated with, with colleges, obviously in most cases, you know, if we could see duels like that happen between uh, the Nittany Lion guys versus the Hawkeye Wrestling Club guys or, or the, you know, the Sunkist group or, you know, whoever it is. I mean, that is uh, New Jersey, uh, New York, New Jersey RTC has, has got a great stable of, of both uh, international flair as well as, as well as, uh, you know, American. So there could be a lot of fun if we can see that happen throughout the next you know, this year, I guess, you know, we're now we're, I think the last time we did, did an event, we were looking forward to seeing a national tur <laughs> national NCAA division two national tournament, NCAA division one national tournament. And then we were building towards the Olympics and, and right. here we are uh, six months later and none of them happened. So uh, the, the good news is, is they are the, you know, the Olympics <laughs> are still going to happen. It's just well, going to be next year. Yeah. I tell you what, uh, we were deciding so many things come March you know, I had uh, press passes to be down the floor in the D1s, and I was I was kind of really looking forward to spending the time in Minneapolis. And so there are several people within this mid-west region that were so down. You know, what are we going to do with wrestling? You know, I have a shirt, you know, the March Sadness instead of Madness going on. But, <laughs> no, we had uh, so many things happen in such a short amount of time, and I'm hoping that this can recover. Some people are really, I first post I was reading really negative wrestling being a full, how can you say, contact sports, not knowing enough about COVID. Um, but uh, there's a bright future out there. A lot of the states are starting to turn around and do their fall sports. And with that happening, um, that is just a plus for wrestling because if football can make it through, if volleyball can make it through, you know, the only thing that we you know, maybe this will open up for more people like us to get on and do more live stuff because there's not going to be as many fans allowed. And that's pretty much one of the things I'll, I'll talk about later tonight too. Um, basically, let's start with, uh, let me start with North Dakota, kind of get that done. Um, I did talk to our head guy, you know, he's an ex-Hedinger um, uh, guy. I know his son wrestled for Hedinger and he's, a, he's actually a teacher in Mandan. And so <laughs> what's interesting is Marast, um, Kevin Marast, he he. Ta I talked to him this afternoon with the High School Activities Association. He was really excited on what their their progress has happened with fall sports because you know that was really a close, tight. Um, how could you say there were very few states that really took the ball uh, and ran with it, you know, and allowed football to play. You know, they did, and it was, they left it up to their, kind of how you'd think of the president leaving the states up to things. The, our state allowed every school district to, the, the member schools, to take their individual uh, sport and to run it how they they saw, especially when it came to fans. He talked about football at these smaller towns. They haven't had to limit people, get to the bigger towns, and they give out what we call in Bismarck the golden ticket to go watch your kid play. You know, so maybe it'll lead to more live live streams. In fact, it's on one of the suggestions on the list of return to sport things uh, top. You know, it's a, there's a list of eight things which I might be able to bring up on the screen later and stuff. So I, I do see Sean Lewis. It's great to see him from Pierre. Gums, do you, uh, you didn't get 
a road trip to sell ads and go to grappler uh what restaurant meal do you miss the most <laughs> what's interesting is i did make it to pier in fact uh, i'll talk about that sean now you were busy that day and i actually cruised by the diamonds and you were umpiring some baseball and i actually watched you umpire i wasn't going to interfere with what you're doing you look pretty serious in <laughs> in your you it, i call it your uniform but your umpire gear and so sean I'll, i will come back and visit with you and pier did several things. Everybody was great at responding, and I got all my ads back in Pierce. So that was a good thing. But, Sean, thanks for coming on. A lot more people. Feel free to make comments. It does make a big difference on how we answer things. But let me talk more about North Dakota. Okay. Now, uh, I wrote down some notes here, so just hold on for just a couple seconds. Okay. Right now he says that all sports – uh, for winter on as scheduled. They're not going to delay. That was one of the first questions that people had asked me, uh, you know, are we going to start wrestling come January? Uh, some colleges propose that to start their wrestling season after January 1. Well, right now, scheduled as they were. Now, when it comes to individual events and tournaments, that is all going to be based on what they call the October 1 meeting a little bit more. October 1, they have the Return to Sports meeting with the High School Activities Association and their board members and who all is all involved in that. And they're going to have the criteria of what basically they have to do to have duels, have tournaments, uh, be able to get together, practice procedures, so that it's the safest environment for everybody involved. We're talking if uh, have to wear masks or anything at certain times, you know, uh, fans, uh how many are going to be allowed? What kind of percentages? And they're going to leave that a lot of that stuff up to the schools. But what they did say is that, you know, uh, one of the major, or at least one of the, the thought processes was that some schools are going to really take advantage of this and lot, get some good wrestling in. And other schools are going to hold their guys back. So it's going to be district by district. And I, I tell you what, it's going to become interesting at the end of the year. I don't know if you ever paid attention to South Dakota, but Phillips, South Dakota, always kind of starts their season late. And they'll, they'll start after Christmas, and some of the wrestlers will have 20 matches going into regions, and then other guys will have 40 or, or 50 nowadays of matches. A um, couple other things to return to sports, the member schools, number of spectators. Um, just that I think he was really excited that North Dakota has returned to sports, and they've been very safe and very successful. And as the next few weeks going into playoffs – uh, state tournaments for both volleyball, cross country, for uh, all fall sports is going to really pretty much lead the way on what we're going to be doing wrestling wise, because he believes that that is that is the main thing. Now in South Dakota, um, a couple different questions there, not much different. There I had talked to John Crogstrand, uh, uh, and uh, he was was telling me that. Uh, one of the big questions this fall came from other states who had closed things down, like Minnesota had decided they were going to close all their sports. But guess what? As of today, what is Minnesota doing? They actually opened up their football season, and it's going to be short six-game season. But they really turned the corner here and allowing sports. So that's a good sign for wrestlers in Minnesota. South Dakota got lots of calls from these bordering towns in Minnesota, right along the border from basically – you could say Sioux Falls all the way north up to uh, Brookings. All these places were getting calls on what their transfer rules are. They were really talking juniors and seniors wanting to come over because guess what? Some of these guys want to wrestle in college uh, and do some wrestling beyond high school. 
And South Dakota rule was if you don't make a direct transfer into that school district, meaning they called it a bona fide move. That means you have to actually sell your house and, and move and buy in or get an apartment. You actually have to prove that. Then you're automatically eligible. Or actually, there's a 10-day wait from that period. And then they're eligible. Now, they did have some – there are some bordering state rules that you could actually – let's say you're closer to another school district. Let's say a school closed down, like in Minnesota, there's possible you could actually do an open enrollment and that's different, but then there's a 45 day wait. And, and you'd have to look into the South Dakota rules a little better. I, I started to read them and I'm not an expert when it comes to the rules. I'll just kind of follow. So I did not. And I actually asked some questions, some coaches, if they had some transfers coming in and I didn't hear any major transfers. Another thing was, is if they were going to do any type of transfers, into the state in South Dakota had stated a new rule that they had to have it by July 1. Oh. If they didn't have it in by July 1, then they could be denied and then they'd have to have a full year wait. And anybody that came in, it's, it's not that they wouldn't allow them to wrestle. They, they could, but they couldn't compete varsity-wise. They could be a JV wrestler. And that JV wrestler then could, let's say, still wrestle and do everything else, but that's not the same as being able to compete. You know how that is. But let's say you had a seventh or eighth grader just coming into the state. They have to obey those, the same rules as it goes. Uh, he also said that, uh, let's see. Uh, Iowa schools, very strict rules there on transferring. So really that the border state of, of South Dakota with Iowa didn't make a huge difference because their rules were really strict. Nebraska rules were really strict. Wyoming rules. So this, this idea that people were having that some people is going to load a team, you know, Canton's loaded the way it is. And then Canton gets three more kids from across the border or something. Well, you know, you just, just can't do it. It's almost impossible without a full move in, into a school district. That's, that's the big thing. Uh, another thing, since we are at, um, I just want to bring up some dates for some people. Now, it's right around the corner, but North Dakota's first practice date is November 8th. So you got to think October, November. So we are a month and a half out. That's all. A month and a half, so six, seven weeks, and we're into the wrestling season. Now, college, I did talk to some coaches there, and there are some people starting to practice there, and they're doing outdoor practices. They're doing conditioning. Um, they're getting ready for a real season. So what have you heard so far? I've, I could I could go on forever. What? Yeah, well, on the college side, you know, the uh, D1, 2, and 3 have all pushed back, and uh, NAI, I believe, have pushed back the start of their season until November 1. I mean, January 1. January, yep. Uh, but that puts a start of the actual first day of official practice somewhere towards the middle to the end of November. And I don't remember the exact date. Actually, maybe might be towards the beginning of November. Uh, but I, I do know for a fact, obviously, that preseason practices, preseason workouts, just like they've always had, have started again. Mm -hmm. uh, they, you know, they're, they're you know, I, I guess I'm obviously close to the Northern program. And they are... You know, they've got pods. So you got uh, six guys that you work with all the time. And they'll they'll bring those guys in small groups. And they will practice. And they are practicing in the room a couple. I think they're wrestling a couple days a week. And then they're lifting and, and doing the rest of their work also. So, sure. So is that pod then kind of their social group that they hang with then? Is, well, it becomes, that, it becomes that way, right? Okay. So, you know, and obviously for the most part, it's it's somewhat weight related. You know, because you're 
you know, these are your practice partners at this time of year too. So mm -hmm. it may be a wide range, uh, but then I've, I've also heard that they've had to maybe make do double practices, cut the numbers in half for the rooms yeah. and spaces. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. They know they're doing, uh, yeah, probably, uh, yeah, they're doing multi. I mean, they're, it's one, one, I think pretty much one group in the one or maybe two groups in the, you know, at a time. So, you know, they're, yeah, they are in uh, you know, real, real small group settings, you know, I mean, it's, and then, you know, I, I, I will, you know, I can speak for, for Northern. I mean, it, you know, that mm -hmm. the whole, I guess I'm not speaking for Northern, but speaking <laughs> as, as what <laughs> I see happening there. Yeah. I'm not I know spokesperson, but, but I'll tell you what, that, that camp is 100% masked up. Um, and it's the way that the, the athletes have taken this to heart. Cause they, this, this is so important to them to be able to have a, you know, a somewhat of a regular season is in, and that's in every sport. So these guys are taking it pretty seriously. Um, so that's, that's kind of where they're at right now. And I think everybody's planning on right now, uh, starting, you know, a, a competitive season, uh, January one, uh, you'll probably look at teams having, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe 10 duels. You know, I can see, I don't think there will be a single tournament, uh, but with the exception of the regional and the national. So, okay. and I think I, I would guess you'll probably see the same thing on the, on the division, division two side, or division one side. I think you'll see those guys will all start. Um, and it'll pretty much be a, you know, a, an in-conference dual schedule and then they'll, you know, get to their, their, you know, big tens, big twelves, you know, their qualifiers and, and, and onto the national, which will be a very, make things really interesting when it comes to, uh, and now we're probably putting a cart way in front of the horse, but when it comes to a uh, national qualifier time, because it is so important uh, what the regular season looks like for these division one athletes, mm -hmm. as to how many, you know, how many, how many qualifiers you get out of each conference. And if you only end up with, you know, whatever, say what it is, you know, 14, 14 dual meets and, ve and very little competition outside of your conference. It's going to be there. There's, it'll be interesting. I, I think there's, I think we'll see a, a very different national tournament this year than we would normally see. And I don't know how that, if it means we'll have a much, they'll do something dear, weird and have a smaller field or they'll do mm -hmm. something weird and have a bigger field. And where are the D ones uh, scheduled to be this year? Uh, believe it i believe st louis st louis okay that's a little bit far for me <laughs> i want to make it back you know it's... yeah i i think that's right i, th I believe st louis well, talk about d2s are in birmingham alabama so okay about far. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. that's where they're at but well i i did look at northern's lineup now we'll talk about them in just a half a second i did see that they picked up two south dakota kids at altoff and uh Stroop or something like that, I think, were the names of the two from, but I can't think of any of the, no, they're out-of-state guys. In well, they, they also got the, Nebraska. Yeah. They also got the, the Aberdeen Central kid, 113-pounder, um, uh, drawing a blank here all of a sudden for the, not the top. Yeah. Okay. Tom, Tom knows him good. State champ at, at uh, 113 pounds. I know exactly who she would, you should be talking about. And why can't I think? I'll think yes. of it in a second. Frank. Oh, Sal Frank. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. Sal Frank. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I assume that he's. Yeah. yeah. There we go, Tom. Will, 
it will uh, redshirt this year. I mean, it makes 100% sense for him, for him to redshirt. I, I don't know that I haven't talked to anybody about it, but you know, this is going to be a weird season the way it is. Uh, I believe he's probably, uh, uh, you know, a, a guy that's got to get a little bigger, right? Uh, but he's a super talented kid. I, this is that's I think the sky's the limit for him. So uh, they did bring in uh, one junior college transfer or maybe NAIA transfer, 197 pounder, uh, real, you know, looks like a pretty good athlete. Looks like I think a pretty solid kid. Uh, they do have a, a, you know, if we went up to, up and down the lineup, they got. A, I mean, it's it's a. They returned a lot. They returned a lot of people. They really returned everybody. But uh, sure. three seniors. Uh, one was a you know a national qualifier, and uh, you know one that had has been ranked on you know in the nation quite a bit. In Kenny Jones, and then Walker Carr, and then and uh, the other senior would have been Riley Lura from Carrington that that, right. also, that also left. So um, they have. Uh, Oh, they did. Uh, they did have a 184 pounder uh, from last year that did not come back. I'm, okay. not, I'm not saying he won't come back. I think he's taking a year off. It's. I think he's looking at this year, going, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, it's the last. He's a senior, uh, and he's he's. No, I think he's thinking maybe we'll see how this all shakes out, and if everything worked out great, mm -hmm. maybe show up at the end, maybe show up second semester or. Or if there is no season, he'll stay home and come maybe come back the next year. So yes, I was really impressed on how they just improved as the year went. You know, they were working hard and seemed like a very tight knit group of guys. Uh, did golf again uh, at the Northern? Uh, we we actually golfed pretty well. Not bad. Um, I and uh, not that we were in the mix so much, but we we had fun. Uh, Nobody yeah, got always, hurt. Nope, nope. It was it was actually very fun. Nobody nobody won ten thousand dollars on hole one or nothing. So. Nope. <laughs> but uh, how about, the, I tell you what, big news in North Dakota. We did have uh, the Tanafu sign, and they're going to D1 out in Michigan. Yep. And so that is, that's kind of big news. Um, they really liked, we like if you read the articles on them, they liked the diversity, and they liked just the, the whole atmosphere. They felt very comfortable with the coaches and just the relationship that they had made with the team the first time they went out and visited them. So that was kind of big news. Uh, other than that, I think we got quite a few guys out there that are going to be signing places, and so we'll have to see as it goes. I think a lot of people are holding off, especially on the ones wrestling this year. I think there's a lot of wrestlers kind of uh, waiting for that opportunity. Well, yeah. uh, I, I'll touch on the, on the Tanifu situation first. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a, a great fit. I'm really excited to see. I I think they will be. Uh, I don't think that they've scratched their potential yet. I think these are these are kids that are are tremendously gifted, and they're and they from everything I've heard and seen, they have a tremendous work ethic, and they will uh, very likely have have a pretty good college career. Now we move to the next level, and that Cliff Keen Wrestling Club, which is the based out of Michigan, they have wrestlers on that team that have all that are all. You know, high school, you know, American high school, college wrestlers okay. that wrestle for teams all over the world. They have, uh, they, I bet they have at least a half a dozen different countries that are that they have guys going to really around the around the world. That that you know, teams that have, you know they're they're they have uh, dual citizenship or they're mm -hmm. they have uh, there was an end right. There's well, we well, talked uh, about wrestling international. 
yeah, yep. dang, your open enrollment. So, okay. um, yeah, uh, Dave Habit, who was in Edinburgh wrestlers wrestling for, uh, Slovenia, you've got, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, oh, let's see who else is there. Um, uh, the Amins, they were also for, oh boy, they were also for, a, oh, the, oh, who is it? Uh, Marino. Okay. Um, which is a country inside of Italy. I mean, it's a kind of an odd deal. And, and yeah, they have a handful of, uh, they have uh, Dominic Abinader wrestles for okay. Lebanon. So it's, I mean, when you think about that, they have that and they have the, you know, perfect situation. If, if that's what the Tanifus want to do, sure. you know, to go back and, and, and wrestle internationally and represent uh, Cameroon, you know, I mean, that's, not that they couldn't wrestle for the United States, but it gives another opportunity for, uh, I think okay. those guys at, at Cliff Keen really have kind of a, a niche there where they, they have figured out how to do it. And so it'll be kind of fun. And, and actually, you know, some of them like, um, miles, I mean, he, he's qualified for the Olympics. Mm -hmm. you know, he took fifth at the world championships last year at 86 kilos. Uh, we, you know, we're, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. So I think that's kind of a neat fit. Now, when we talk about, uh, kids that I think, you know, obviously we've had a few that have already committed, um, mm -hmm. that we've talked about in the past. Um, right. but some of the other ones at, on the D one side, it's a quiet period. They cannot right. be I mean, they can, they can talk to coaches, but they cannot visit schools. They cannot okay. go on official, they can go on an unofficial visit. But if they go on an unofficial visit, they can't meet with the coach. Um, but they can. Uh, so I think everybody nationwide is kind of in that holding pattern. You're seeing a few of the big, uh, come, you know, come off the big board that have committed to Penn State or o Oklahoma State or mm -hmm. um, well, uh, Navy's, Navy's uh, gotten a few. Mm -hmm. um, so there's been a few of those that have dropped this summer, but. You know, this this year's coming seniors, there's mm -hmm. still some to go, and the juniors that are right. not really being touched. Another big name from South Dakota. We know, of course, that Kellen March from down in Canton, South Dakota, he's at NDSU. Yep. Uh he it's gonna give a battle. He's gonna be at 133. You've got uh Bismarck, you know, Ripplinger sitting there at 133, kind of the guy kind of coming up at that weight class. So that that's gonna fill the room with some talent. Uh Ripplinger might be a little bit bigger now, but Kellen March, that should be interesting coming into NDSU there. Um, he he has a lot of experience. So right. right. Um, and, other, and other than that, there wasn't really much North Dakota or South Dakota guys coming into NDSU. Not for this year, but next year, right? Clay Redens. Right. Uh, yep. Committed to committed for there for next year. That's correct. Am I correct about that? Th I think that, that's what it, I remember that is yep, yep. that is exactly right. Yep. Yeah, so that's huge. Centuries. That's, you know, great for Clay. And, uh, and I can't, yeah, I don't know of anybody else that, uh, even this year, let's see. Well, I guess there is, uh, let's see who was somebody, there was a couple, maybe, oh, um, a couple, maybe going, uh, D2, uh, to Moorhead. I think they they had a, they had picked up a North Dakota kid or two. Oh, uh, they, I know they picked up uh, Malone, uh, South Dakota. Uh, let me think. I should actually look something like that up. Moorhead. State, yes. Moorhead. Uh, Bismarck kid, uh, Bismarck hundred Rolson. Okay, I, I think. Oh, he's up, he's a talented wrestler. Yeah, there. I think I think he was going to MSUM. 
Uh, well, of course, uh, that's one I forget. I don't know why I, and there's a lot of North Dakota wrestlers that go there that why I've, I forget to look them up that Booker who wrestled there was a state champion yep. for, for Fargo South the one year and then wrestled somewhere last year I think, in Minnesota. Yeah. He's, he he's, actually was, he was homeschooled. I, I okay. Uh, and, wrestled, I, and wrestled for uh, Fargo South, but, um, okay. and he's uh, going to be going there. I see. Let me take a quick peek. Any other freshmen? Um, Detroit Lakes kid, Alaska. Good to see that. Yeah, they get a lot. They actually have usually get a few Alaska kids there, or they have had over the years. Okay, yep. Uh, Malone, I saw him. I knew that he was coming there. He's Rapid City Stevens. He was going there. He should be wrestling 41 for him. Uh, let's see. Any other freshmen? Freshman Gage Rolson. They've got him scheduled for 174 there. Yep. Uh, again, there's lots of other North Dakota wrestlers we talk about, but we're just going to stick with just the freshmen. We'd be here all day. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, and, I, and I really like Chris Nelson. He's done a heck of a job there. One that kind of surprised me, I as their assistant coaches, he has that Solberg. And that's yeah. Solberg and is it Layman. Layman. Layman's also there. So yep. he's he's got quite a bit of North Dakota talent sitting there in, in his room right there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, so there's there's a few uh yeah, a few exciting ones that you know that are we're going to hopefully get to see a little bit this year. Um and I don't, you know, we're still you know, I guess the the jury's still out on on who's going to end up um you well, know for, be, out of this coming senior class. Well, there, there's another one there. I see that from Tom. He says that that Lamar kid committed to Michigan. Ex South Dakota kid from Oh, really? Oregon. Okay. Oregon. Oh, oh yes, yes and he yeah, from Oregon okay. now. And then, of course, we got uh, that's Malone right there, Patrick. His oldest decided. So he was a junior wrestle senior citizen. Now in Nebraska for now. Yep. Uh, quite a few on there. Ed Malone, Yay Gage. I like when you guys make comments. That's pretty good. Oh, Lewis, that also mentioned there. Signed with Michigan. Uh, that's that is pretty cool. Keep making comments, guys, because we we don't see it all. This is our first show coming back, and we're both. I tell you what, I I am now got the pressure on to to get, get out there and look. I haven't looked at Dickinson's roster yet. I haven't looked at Mary's roster um, yet. I haven't looked at Minot's. You know, I I wasn't preparing to go through all the colleges, but that could be right. A, we could be another show there for us. Yeah, no, no, I wasn't either. But I you start <laughs> thinking about them and you start talking, so that's what yeah, it was. that's we're all. We're not trying to leave anybody out if we forget. With just uh, you know, it just kind of started knowing you know what people are doing. These colleges do plan on having a wrestling season, and and that's I guess that's all we can really be excited about. And we will we will keep keep staying on top of you know what everybody's doing, and 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 I hope. You know, I, I, this, this, you know, there's going to be a lot of true freshmen, I'm sure this year that, that, that will redshirt because it makes really the, the most sense with the season that's kind of up in, in flux. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we want everybody to have a season and I'm really hoping for the seniors we have a season. So, well, I was looking forward so much to check if our big heavyweight out of Chamberlain, you know, made a change, it got a chance from Nebraska, you know. No, I if you made a change and went to wrestling, <laughs> huge. but well, if, they, these, if they weren't going to have a Big Ten season, he might as well wrestle. Yeah, I, I wouldn't hurt me at all. We're seeing that, <laughs> but I tell you what, I was listening to some of the stuff on his, his dad's a good friend, and 
on Facebook and all these other places. And he, he mentioned on how many – he puts articles from Nebraska, different places, and how the coaches are impressed on how he's probably one of the strongest kids they've ever seen. That's phenomenal. Yeah, that's not a surprise. Hey, I, I see Ryan Schwab here uh, mentioned, and I, I, I knew there was a few uh, – Lisbon kids that ended yep. up going going different places. Caleb Nielsen to Dickinson, Hunter Schwab to Concordia. Awesome to see. I, uh, you know, we uh, this that actually is going to be a little bit of a bummer this year. Uh, you know, normally Northern Russell's a duel at Concordia, and they also duel Dickinson, and they and they're also at the Concordia tournament. And I'm guessing none of those things will happen this year. And I, I always in, enjoy seeing both of those squads because there are generally North Dakota kids in them, or and and Minnesota kids. Uh, even some Montana kids that we've seen, you know, throughout the years at the Rotary, and I, I get to see them again. So those have always been fun, but I, I'm afraid that this year I'm not going to get to see those guys. So um, I will follow them, but I won't get to see them in in, uh, in dual auction. Right. No, I I tell you what, that's it's amazing on on how you you pick up on certain wrestlers, and it's a tribute to all those towns that get somebody to go to the next level. People don't realize how tough that is as a coach to get the guys to not only work their butts off in high school, then take it to the next level. Um, that's that's f- making their, their wrestlers find a love for the sport. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's it's not like just playing and and then then leaving when it's all said and done. It's it's in them forever when once they step that next level. It's pretty cool. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. No. no uh, so let's talk a little bit of beat the streets. How about hey. that? Yeah. So now we get to talk about actual current wrestling stuff that's yeah. happening uh, within the last seven days. So uh, T- tell us, okay, for those of people that don't know this, tell us a little bit about the format because this is this is new to uh, bringing some money into the sport. Uh, bringing now, I listen to Flow Wrestling, and you get they've got a great following on. I guess they have a Facebook page too, where they go live and they talk a lot. They, it, they actually have a follow. podcast, or podcast. And they actually go. They actually do just like what we're doing here. They go. They stream live. Uh, three days a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Flow Wrestling Radio Live. And they, uh, it's it's uh, Christian Piles and Ben Askren, who's a, mm-hmm. obviously a two-time Hodge winner. And then... Uh, and he's a goofball, if you ever watch he, him. He's, he's a goofball, <laughs> yep. You can love him or hate him, but he's, yeah. he, they love to talk about wrestling. So it's, oh, it's fun. Yep. I don't... I, I guess I don't ever probably ever miss a show, but uh, and and actually, if we go back, we we'll, we'll talk about all the live stuff that just happened. Right. But back in August, I believe it was, uh, Flo did. So before that, we had a a, a group out of Chicago ha- held an outdoor event. There were some fun matches there, and then Flo had an event. They brought a bunch of t- guys down, and and I'm going to say guys because it was all men. There was no women involved, and and that was kind of a bummer. But they did have some great matches down in Austin, Texas. They brought a, a bunch of a bunch of people in, and including uh, David Taylor and and was Kyle that, was Day. that was that in August? Now, I think it was in August. Right yep. in the beginning. I, okay, I missed yep. I missed seeing that, but yes, I, I, yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, David Taylor and and Miles Martin wrestled. Uh, David Taylor looked. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. Just destroyed Miles Martin. And that was uh, not, I'm not going to say, you know, obviously we would have all picked David Taylor to win that match, but it, <laughs> you know, he had five takedowns and five with five different, you know, attacks and, and uh, uh, Dake Russell, uh, Frank Chimizo, uh you know, world champion, uh, Olympic, Olympic medalist out of that is, from Italy, right? Okay. He was a Cuban, uh, now wrestles for Italy, trains out of New York. So uh, 
and and Dake won the match. It was very close. It was exciting. Uh, so that was it was fun. There was a lot, of, but but there was big money paid. They paid athletes. You know, these guys are professional athletes that make a living wrestling, and it's great that they can do that. Uh, 10, 15 years ago, maybe five years ago, you know, that wasn't possible. There wasn't people weren't able to make money. That's why they all ended up in MMA. Mm-hmm. Now there is some chances that some of these guys can make a living wrestling. So, so that was kind of fun. So now here we are, uh, September, uh, beat the streets, an organization out of New York. Well, they're at, they're nationwide, but they have a, they have a great organization in New York that raises money, uh, for, uh, wrestling. So, uh, so that, uh, young guys like that one behind you get to get yeah. to wrestle. Yep. Uh, so they had, um, an event, uh, last week, last Thursday night, and it was streamed live on flow wrestling. They read, they had six matches, uh, four men's matches and two, two women's matches. And it was very, very, you know, just really some good high level wrestling. Uh, first match was, uh, a women's match, Emily Shilson and Charlotte Fowler. Emily Shilson is a, is a Minnesota kid, uh, wrestles for Augsburg now. Uh, she is, I, I know she's been a, a, a world team member. I can't remember if she's maybe was a silver medalist one year. And how many weight classes do they have for the women right now internationally? Well, they have six for the Olympics. Six. They got 10, 10, you know, at the world level, but, but for the Olympics, they have six. Um, and, and Emily Shilson looked fabulous. Uh, you know, she's a young kid, uh, had, uh, she won. I don't think she had a turn. She won 10, zero. I think it was five different takedowns, maybe one turn in there looked really, really good. I, I you know, and I, and she's a kind of a fun story. Cause you, you know, you, I've kind of seen her grow up watching her wrestle it at Northern Plains and mm-hmm. watching her wrestle it at, uh, Fargo, you know, year after year. And then, and then she ended up in Augsburg this year as a, as a true freshman and was a, I think she maybe was a national champion. So, <laughs> Uh, next match was kind of a kind of a snoozer. Uh, Joe Cologne and Seth Gross wrestled. There's high uh, score, high scoring, but yeah, just twenty-one to fifteen. You know your <laughs> typical wrestling match. I was, was, I was actually surprised on that one. That's the first. I one was not. Eye. You know what? You, uh, I was a little. I mean, I wasn't surprised that that Joe won because I can see Joe Cologne beating a lot of people. Uh, but you know they've they've wrestled they wrestled twice at the US Open a year ago or year and a half ago let's say and i think one match they scored 22 points in the in the match and the other one they scored like 17 i mean that mm-hmm. that and these were you know i was talking to someone the other day telling me they said well did they even try this any did they even try defense i said heck most of these points were on defense, defense. they were defensive defensive points, points yep yeah, it was really a lot of fun. I mean, if you could have matches like that time and time again, people would turn away. They the NFL would be turned off, and we'd have we'd have wrestling on every Sunday. Yeah, um, it was it was really a blast, and and Joe Colon did come out on top, and it was it was interesting. They did, I think, you know, those are both guys that are going to be in the mix at the fifty-seven kilogram spot. Uh, come the Olympic trials, they're both qualified for the Olympic trials. But I think they weighed in at maybe one thirty nine or something, so okay. they were both pretty pretty full size. Yeah, 50, <laughs> full size hundred twenty five pounders. Yeah, um, and then uh, uh, Rustam Apar uh, from mm, Kazakhstan, I think, wrestled uh, Jack Mueller uh, from Virginia, and uh, that Rustam Apar was phenomenal. I he, he looked so strong. It he was- and. 
he 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 did run out of gas, no doubt about that. Uh, but he won ten to six. He had he had five takedowns with literally five different kinds of attacks. It was fun to watch. Really neat technique. Um, but you know, a lot of those guys from that part of the world, and and he hasn't wrestled a live match in who knows how long. You know, right. And and they do a lot of times struggle a little bit with conditioning when it comes to wrestling the Americans. And he he that showed you know and and but he held off he he held Jack Mueller off and ended up yeah. ended up winning ten to six. So uh, Victoria Francis uh, looked really good like she always does over uh, she- Alex Glade. Um, that was that there was a you know I think. I think three takedowns and then a four point move. And, and she looked good. She looked really good. Uh, Gable Stevenson, uh, Minnesota, Minnesota heavyweight, uh, wrestled uh, Trent Hilger. Yeah, dominated. Trent Hilger. Do you remember and, and, we talked about both these guys a lot last year? And, 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 and Trent, Hilger, an, Trent Hilger is an athletic heavyweight that moves good, that's fun to watch. He's big. And he impressed and, us last year. He was and, one that we talked about that he really moved up at the ladder and he started to beat some guys. Yep. And so I expected him to score at least. He didn't even score. He didn't even come close. I mean, no. there was no chance. It was, uh, I don't know how you would ever, I mean, I don't, I mean, I just, I look people, at, people I ask, look at Gable Stevenson and I think lose I another did, match. How you, could he you, ever lose a match? But he will, because yeah. that's how wrestling is. But, <laughs> but he is, uh, and I think he's gained 25 pounds of muscle this year, mm-hmm. Stevenson. And he has gotten probably more explosive and faster, which seems impossible. To me, but, it looks like he's not afraid of anybody, though. He'll step in, yeah. and he's got such great balance. It's not like someone's going to just come out and throw him, you know. So no. it's and no, no and, and I'm I'm so impressed with him more than I was last year. You had mentioned wait till he comes because he's kind of wrestling international. And you know, he only had a few matches starting off the season last year in D ones, and then all of a sudden. You said, I don't know if anyone's going to touch him last year. You already said, <laughs> and we, yeah. was, we were starting to get close to the tournament. I wanted to see it, you know? <laughs> oh, well, I've said it, be- I said it uh, before and he's yeah. lost and I, it, so it bothers me, but he is so talented and, and he's fun to watch. He's exciting. He, he, uh, yeah, he's You know, he scored, it's 11 zero and, mm-hmm. and could have been, if they didn't have tech falls, it could have been 90 to zero. I don't know. I mean, what, right. how would, how would, he ever he was only going to not score if he stopped trying to. That was right. all there was that was going to stop it. He looked so good. And then the last match of the night uh, was was really exciting. Uh, Vladimir uh, Kanichevili from uh, Russia wrestled against uh, Yanni Diakamahalis. Uh, Kanichevili was a former Olympic champion. Uh, obviously, uh, Yanni is a two-time national champion and and is. You know, one of one of our favorites to make the the team at sixty five kilograms, uh, and it was a good match. It was exciting. It, it did end up four to four with with Kanichevili winning on on criteria, but it was a, it was a it was a pretty good match. And I think Yanni probably thinks he still has things to work on, and and he's wrestling very good athlete there. So it, it's fun watching some of the these the Russians, especially seeing different technique and how they do things. Um, they definitely wrestle a different style than than we do, uh, but well, they, we, they don't wrestle the the collegiate stuff. So, no, so no, it's I, a, but even just their takedowns, you can see a lot of technique that's different. They they come at you in in spurts, and they'll 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 score where they look like they're kind of almost look like they're playing possum, and and all of a sudden they're you know they're mm-hmm. behind you, and you don't know what just happened because you thought you had them on the ropes, and 
Right. Uh, so that was that was fun. It was a great. I I thought I thought really there was six really good matches. I thought we saw good wrestling in every match. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the women's matches were outstanding. So it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I I was I was happy to see it. That was last Thursday night. If you did not watch it and you have a Flow Wrestling account, uh, I I. It's Even well though worth, I just told well you what happened, they're, they're <laughs> it's worth, well worth your time. Yes. They're, they're worth watching. So um, then Saturday night. Uh, so there's Penn another State. there's another platform. It's called Rockfin. So what Rockfin is is they are a platform where you pay, like you would subscribe. If I had a Rockfin, if I was a a, a a person on Rockfin that had content, I was a content creator. Okay. Um, you would pay $10 a month and you could get my content, but you also get everybody else's content that's on the site. Um, and that's a way for uh, content creators to get, you know, to have a, to, to have a stream of income and be fairly, you know, be in control of the content that they, that they put out there. So I've been a, a subscriber of Rockfin. There's a fair amount of wrestling stuff on it, as well as a lot of other stuff that I probably, that I've never looked at. Um, you know, my friend Jason Bryant is on is on the site, and okay. and I so I follow you, Jason. You, you introduced him to me last year, and yeah. I listened to him. Yep. Yeah, and so uh, and actually, this site was was actually started by uh, Martin Floriani, who started Flow Wrestling. So uh, obviously, it's got a little bit of a of a wrestling background. So, so sh- sh- should I should I put my content to there? Should we should we we, do that? we could do it? Yep, yep. It's a possibility. I've I've thought about it. Um, so. What what happened is the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club they have a Rockfin account, so they're gonna they're gonna be a producer of content. And the first thing that I think this oh, may wow. be the first thing they put out is they they put out a uh, a match. And I think I gotta remember I think there was ten matches. How did you come upon this? Do you just well uh, I I guess when I start you know I came through Rockfin and I I got it probably <laughs> through. Um, I suppose when I first heard about it, it may have been someone like Ben Askren, I think also has has okay. a, has has some content he put on there. But then Jason, Jason has a lot of free stuff that he puts out there and and but he started putting some stuff on Rockfin. And I said, Hey, I'll you know, I'm I'm a supporter. I'll I'll pay the 10 bucks a month. I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Uh for me to be able to support these people that are are putting out. I mean, I've paid way more money than that for things that I don't enjoy every yeah. oh, day oh, after yeah. day. <laughs> you know, so so for me, it, I, I'm better off spending my ten bucks there than than having the Fargo Forum come to my house. You know, sure. I mean, that's it's this and costs a lot less. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I how I came across it. Well, then when uh, Kale Sanderson came out and said, "This is what we're doing," you know. And they did end up with a lot of new subscribers on the on the Rockfin site for this event, and they basically took all. I don't. There may have been a match or two that weren't. I uh, maybe only one that didn't have a Nittany Lion Wrestling Club athlete in it, but it was it was kind of like, hey, we're going to take all our Nittany, Nittany Lion guys, and they didn't have all of them because David Taylor didn't wrestle, but they, <laughs> but he did. He was an announcer. He did. Okay. He did the play by play. Um. And we're going to have all these guys wrestle either, you know, there are other athletes from other uh, events. So are from other uh, regional training centers. And they were either from the Cliff Keen Wrestling Club or uh, the Pennsylvania Regional Training Center, which is, 
in uh, Pennsylvania, and that's actually that's at Pitt, and that's that's actually where Mark Hall trains out of. But I think okay. I think Mark is banged up right now, so he did not wrestle. But it was a lot of fun. There was, uh, you know, ten pretty good matches. Uh, the I'll I'll talk about the very last match of the evening, which was one we're all looking forward to, but it wasn't as exciting as we would have liked to see. But uh, the first match of the night was uh, Malik, Alameen, Malik Amin out of uh, Michigan. Yep. Uh, wrestled Rick Durso. And Rick Durso trains out of the Penn Regional Training Center. And he wrestled for Franklin Marshall. Uh, he was an All-American for Franklin Marshall a few years ago. And I think he's probably been the only All-American ever uh, out of Franklin Marshall. And uh, based on what I saw last night, or Saturday night, and he was wrestling 74 kilograms. It looked to me like he could be our Olympian at 74 kilograms. Wow. You know, there happens to be a couple of other guys there named, you know, Kyle Dake and Jordan Burroughs, and they probably will put a stop to it, but he looked really good. He had, he won 10 to zero, uh, 10, uh, five takedowns in a minute and 40 seconds. Looked <laughs> fabulous. Uh, it was really a, a fun, to, it was fun to watch. It was a, it was good. Uh, next match was a heavyweight match. Jordan Wood uh, trains out of uh, – actually, I think he's a Nittany Lion guy too, but him and Nick Nevels too. Oh, no, Jordan Wood wrestles for Lehigh Valley Wrestling Club. Uh, he wrestled okay. for Lehigh. And they wrestled uh, – Jordan Wood won a 6-4, to four, kind of a you know pretty good heavyweight match. Uh, then they had a women's match. Jennifer Page wrestled uh, Desiree Zavala. That was a 14 to 10 match. A lot of fun. Good match. Uh, then they had Dominic Abinader wrestled uh, Jaime Espinal. Abinader is a Michigan guy, uh, wrestles internationally for Lebanon, and he wrestled Jaime Espinal, who wrestles for the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club, and he wrestles for, for uh, Puerto Rico. So you got to see a pretty good you know, chance there. Ab Abinader looked really good. Dom won seven to two. Uh, the next match was, uh, Zane Rutherford and Alec Pantaleo. So there's a, you know, Zane is a three-time national champion, two-time Hodge winner, uh, two-time world team member. And Alec Pantaleo is a, I don't know, three or four-time All-American, I suppose, out of, out of Michigan. And, and he, uh, they wrestled up at 157 pounds. So Zane is a little bit undersized there. Um, but. I think they're both going to be 65 kilogram guys. So they were about the same size and, and Zane won three to two hard fought match, a lot of hand fighting. Um, really the kind of match that really about wear you out just watching. Uh, next match was uh, Jason Nolf, a three-time national yep. champion for, yeah. uh, for <laughs> Penn. Right. Uh, and he wrestled uh, David McFadden, who was uh, a Virginia tech athlete, uh, maybe a four-time all American, I suppose. Uh, and that one there, McFadden was a little bit bigger. I think, uh, you know, he was a 65 pounder and, and Jason obviously was a 57 pounder. Never seemed like a big 57 pounder. Uh, but Nolf looked really good. I don't think that, you know, there was one, he won five to two. Uh, I think there was one exchange they called two to two that I think the refs kind of missed it. Probably should have been at least five zero, if not more, but, but it was, it was a good, it was a good match. It's fun to watch Jason. Mm -hmm. Always, always, style, yep. folk style. It doesn't matter. Um, next match was Vincenzo Joseph, uh, two-time national champion. You know, was hoping to go for the third one this year. Obviously, before the season kind of cut, cut short on him, wrestled 
uh, Dan Valamont. Valamont was a he was actually also a Penn State wrestler, but wrestles for the Penn uh, Regional Training Center now. He, uh, you know, he kind of been right in there in the top five guys in the country for maybe the last I don't know six or seven years at seventy four kilograms. Just always right in there, a tough, tough wrestler. Um, had a, he's had a real solid international career. Uh, but uh, Joseph did win that much match five zero. It was it was a pretty good match, fun to watch. Uh, probably the biggest one that will will be wondering what's going to happen as the as the years go on is. Uh, they had another heavyweight match, and there's a, a wrestler out of Minnesota that is now wrestling. He's a he'll be a true he'll be a redshirt freshman this year for Penn State. Greg Kirkvit. He's a okay. he's a world champion uh, cadet. Uh, wrestled for uh, Invergrove High or uh, Simley, um, and at 125 kilograms or heavyweight, they wrestled and and he uh, he wrestled uh, Yusuf Amida, who was a heavyweight for Maryland. Uh, pretty successful heavyweight, couple time All American, and uh, uh, Kirk won ten zero okay. in the first period. But uh, yeah, just okay. so there, we're going to see some really good battles between him and him and Gable. I think over the years, uh, they did wrestle. I mean, they probably wrestled more than once, but they wrestled. They wrestled in high school at two hundred twenty pounds. Gable was a senior. Kirk was probably a sophomore. Um, at <laughs> At 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 Simley, uh, and actually Kirkwood gave him a pretty good match. Go so I, I tell you one thing that's kind of <clears throat> back in Kirkwood. He was a freshman. Uh, the JJ Classic was was going on in the fall uh, at Rochester, and Billy and I went down there, and and he was in the bracket at 170 pounds, and now he's a giant. So, <laughs> and Billy. It was 170 pounds. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was, uh, it was right during football season and Mark Hall was in the bracket. Uh, Kirk Lee was in the bracket and actually ended up pulling out right like that the morning he, I, he got banged up or something and sure. or ended up not wrestling. But when they made the bracket, he was there, but um, yeah, it was a, it was a really good line. It was a, you know, obviously Mark Hall was in the bracket, so that was good. Was a good bracket. But um, the next match, second to last match was, uh, was uh oh no that's oh they had more than that let me think yeah they had logan massa uh from michigan uh cliff keen wrestling club guy uh gonna be a senior this year logan's a really good freestyle wrestler uh has had you know probably would have won fargo a couple times if it wasn't for uh ryan blaze um (laughs) so he he looked he looked good he beat uh uh bexod uh he's a I don't, he's a, I don't know if he's Russian, I think. So, but that was a four to three match. Uh, and, and Massa looked good. Massa is qualified for the Olympic trials. He looked really good at the senior nationals last year, had a really good tournament. Um, and another women's match, Jane Valencia and Julia Salada. Salada, I think, you know, is one of the best wrestlers we have in the in the country uh, on the women's side. And she uh, was, win- she was, she was behind and then she came back and she got ahead and then she, kind of took her foot off the gas and, and Jane got a takedown uh, right on the edge of the mat as time ran out and, and ended up winning that match six, six on criteria. And I'm sure that's one that Julia, I mean, obviously this isn't for the world team spot, so it's not going to kill anybody, but uh, she 
you know, I saw on Twitter afterwards, you know, she was, she was kind of upset with herself. You know, she should not, you know, we can't take her foot off the gas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing I, you know, criteria is one of those, you know, iffy things and, you know, it's six, six and someone wins, but the one thing it does do is there is always someone losing, you know? Right. So, so people are, I mean, people wrestle right to the whistle. I, it's, mm-hmm. it does create, it creates a lot of action on the freestyle side. So I, I, I think I've grown to like free, the, mm-hmm. the criteria. I'll talk about one criteria match here. That is uh, something I didn't like, but um, next match was Thomas Gilman. Uh, because that's the final match of the night. Oh, actually, there was two better matches afterwards. Oh, okay. Thomas Gilman, uh, you know, when he, you're one of your beloved Hawkeyes who's now training at the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club, he moved to the oh, yeah. moved to the hated Penn State room, and uh, he wrestled uh, national champion Darian Cruz. So there was only one national champion in this group in this match, and it wasn't Thomas Gilman. It was Darian no. Cruz. Yeah. Uh, but Gilman looked really good. He won 14 to 4, uh, 5, like, you know, late in the late in the second period, so he looked he looked good. I I was I was impressed. I, I that's a lot of that's a lot of points for Gilman to score in a freestyle match. We don't see that all the time. So I maybe maybe the Penn State room is is kind of taking that up, bringing that out of them. Uh, the next match was Kyle Snyder, uh, Captain America, um, <laughs> wrestled Michael Machiavello. Machiavello was a national champion out of North Carolina State two years ago. Uh, at 197 pounds, um, and Snyder just 112 zero. Yep. He just, yeah, he looks. I don't. He just, he's really good, and, and I don't know that there. And we've got, and he's not guaranteed to make the Olympic team. That's the crazy thing. We have uh, Kyle. We're, Snyder. we're deep. Yeah. Well, you know him and Jane Cox mm-hmm. both at that same weight class. Uh, they're obviously probably well. They're maybe not the best two in the world. They're probably two and three in the world at that weight class, but they're really good. Um, last match of the night was Bo Nickel, three-time national champion, Hodge Trophy winner, uh, versus Alex Derringer, who was also a three-time national champion. Lost one match in all of his career at the national tournament, three times first, one time third. Um, so that was pretty exciting to see. Uh, it did end up as one of those one-to-one criteria matches. A lot of activity, to be honest with you. So it wasn't uh, a snooze fest by any means, but uh, you know, I don't. I I just come off saying I don't. I kind of like the criteria matches; they don't bother me. But one to one bothers me. You know, and right. one of those one of those ones was an was a inactivity point. So got something I put on the shot clock. So you know that, but that's the way it is. I mean, you got two good wrestlers; they trying to score, um, and they they weren't able to they weren't mm-hmm. able to do it. Besides a push out at a and a shot clock point, but uh, I mean, overall, what a, I didn't miss a, I didn't miss a second of any match, uh, sat there in my chair and watched every bit of it. So it was fun. I, 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 the, probably the most exciting thing about it is I, I think it was a success and I believe that we're going to see more of it. I think we're going to see other clubs. Like why would the hot, excuse me, the Hawkeye wrestling club, not say, Hey, I want to do this. Everybody, right. come to, everybody let's get, let's get, you know, bring your 10 best and come to Iowa city and we're going to have a match. Um, and, and maybe they bring in people from, from, uh, Oklahoma state and, and the, and the, and from the, you know, from Minnesota, you know, obviously two very good, uh, regional training centers, two good Olympic programs. So oh, yeah, that would be exciting. I'd go to yeah, that. I, I'd I watch it. I think there's going to be more of this. I think that this is what we're finding. So, 
Um, if we look forward to what's happening in the future, uh, Flow Wrestling has another event scheduled in October. This one's kind of cool. They are actually saying what they said is we're going to make an eight-man bracket, 195 pounds, I think it was. Might be 197, 195. We're going to call it 195. Okay. And uh, if you can make 195, you come in the bracket. We're going to have an eight-man bracket. Winner gets 20 grand. Yep. 41,000 for the whole bracket. Yep. They talked so, about that. So everybody, yeah. almost everybody coming in is going to make a little bit of something. Yeah. And so, then the champion gets 20 grand. Yep. I, I don't know who's going to be in there yet. Uh, they've got, from the last thing I read, they have four people committed. Uh, still looking for four more. I don't know if, if you'll get, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, you'd like to get guy, you know, David Taylor and, mm -hmm. and Kyle Dake and, you know, jumping up into that money, but I don't know who's, they'll have four, they'll have good matches and it'll be fun to watch. I can't, sudden. I can't make 195 anymore. I can. <laughs> you can. Now, you can. now I tell you what, <laughs> I tell you what, you, you might be under that weight quite a bit. Oh, I tell you what, you, I, am, yeah. you, I can you lost that. quite a bit of weight. That's pretty cool. I'm, I'm going down two more Olympic weights than that, but, but for a thousand bucks, I'm and and, and, but I might have to wrestle Kyle Steiner. So I'm not doing, no, it's, it's, uh, so it's, you know, we're, Hey, the great news is there's wrestling happening, which means that, uh, we're probably going to see wrestling happen in our own state. Uh, we're going to see it at the high school and the college level. Uh, one other thing we should talk about is uh, the guys in Fargo are putting out an event again. Uh, the what the heck is that called? Uh, Todd, oh, I, Fuller, I did see that. Fuller's big, doing something. The, buck, the the big buck tournament or something. What the heck do they call that thing? Uh, but that's going to be coming up here too. So. Well, and then, and uh, they're putting one on down at Legends of Gold. I'm going to have to – well, I tell you what, I don't know when you're available. We'll have to discuss this, but uh, we need to get another show on with in, a, in another week here or so yeah. and just discuss because I know that Legends of Gold is going to have a kids' tournament down from K through 3, 4 through 6, um, quite a ways up, and they're advertising some good good wrestling at the younger level, at the, at the higher level. I know that there's stuff out there. I know yeah. that that's – you know, was it three times gear was putting on that, like you said, that. Yeah, Big Buck Nationals. It's uh, Friday, October 18th, and Saturday, October 19th. Okay. Um, so that's uh, everything from, from six under, six U to high school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if there's anybody out, I mean, I, obviously, if you're already getting ready for it, you know this, right? But but for, for other parents out there, uh, and wrestlers, you know, that's something to, to think about trying to, trying to, I, I think we're going to try to bring a group out of Carrington. I know that, uh, September 29th, USA wrestling, we do have a meeting, uh, type thing that coming up, uh, we do have a call to try to figure out what's happening statewide. I'll have to talk to now, uh, quite a few of our USA wrestling leaders in the state of North Dakota. I haven't not done that. Um, in fact, I'm on the, I'm on the board, so I've got a few things I should probably do there. And discuss because we we had to abruptly end our USA wrestling season last year, right? Yeah. And so uh, that is going to have to be rewound up a little bit and get our tentacles in there, you know, and and find out exactly what the coaches need because we kind of have the process of that and get get that going. Um, what's kind of the bad part in the state of North Dakota? We've relied so much on the high schools for wrestling rooms, and that kind of stagnated us from all the way from March until now is because guess what? Where did the kids go? They go to the schools to wrestle and there's no place to wrestle because the schools weren't letting them in. Right. So that's one thing we'll have to defeat in the near future 
you know, and clubs will have to take Carrington's lucky. They have built their own building. And I tell you what, and it's, it's good. It opens the doors up, gives opportunities for clubs to do other things. There's a level of wrestling that people don't understand that happens between that kindergarten and sixth grade that, uh, is at an elite level in the Midwest. And people don't realize that, that there's some clubs that are going, you know, 10 months of the year and, and making some very successful wrestlers out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then we talk about upcoming events. Uh, senior nationals is as of right now, still scheduled uh, for USA route, having senior nationals in Coralville, Iowa, which is right over in that Iowa city area, October mm -hmm. 9th through the 11th. So, um, I don't believe they're, I don't know if they're going to have any fans or, or, or what, but, um, they're, they're having a mat. They're ha as of right now, they're having a tournament. They're kind of planning on having a world championships too. Uh, that could still be uh, canceled. Hey Tom, that's good. I, that's good. Thanks. Uh, two tournaments coming up in rapid city. Uh, good. That's good. Okay. There we go. City. Uh, Some of they also hosted. I knew they were very successful having one in Rapid City. They have had a couple in Beersford, South Dakota, and and so it's very good news that that they're doing things right. I so. think I saw that Northern State is starting their fall uh, wrestling club up again. The their USA club is going to start is starting to have events here or practices shortly. Uh, if they haven't already, I don't think they have yet, but they're coming up pretty soon. So uh, you know. Feel free to get those kids out there, get them wrestling. Um, you know, we are, you know, this season's going to come in and, and we're going to, we're going to roll through it. I think everything's going to be great. These kids are, are resilient and, and they're ready to roll. Uh, they're looking forward to, you know, getting in there and mixing it up and, you know, and there's would, you know, the world doesn't end if we don't have wrestling, but man, it sure would make it tougher. And, and so we're <laughs> makes the kids tougher for sure. We're looking forward to it. Uh, I think this is, this is uh, I'm great. We're it to me. It's great. We got, we're able to get down here and talk about it tonight. We'll, you know, I'm, I'm up for it anytime. So, okay. My, my, uh, my crazy, crazy from, schedule from, from here, you know, this time of night, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm let's talk about wrestling and, okay. and think about what's going to happen in the future. Well, super. Yeah. Well, we've, we've gone over our hour. So again, we did it without even thinking about it. Yeah. We got to make a concrete list, but I tell you what people out there, if you got things you want to talk about wrestling wise, I know Tom, you're one of the greatest guys to come on to. Um, we'll get some more people on. I'll get some coaches. Uh, I do have a couple of college coaches that uh, requested to come on uh, already this fall. I talked to several of them. So I do have some college coaches. I'd like to get both Troy and Terry Steiner back on. Um, Brock Lesnar is actually is one that wouldn't mind getting on talking what wrestling's like and how 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 we could do some stuff there. Um, there's so many ambassadors of the sport. Guys, get a hold of me. We'll talk wrestling. Um, I'm just excited to get the season going, just like Bill here. And and so again, I don't know, Bill. Last words. Uh, the only thing else that I'm gonna say is. Uh... Except for I just you just kind of blew my mind when he said Brock Lesnar wants to come on. I yep. this is you know to be able to talk to Troy and Terry Steiner has been you know uh, exciting enough for me, but uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, oh, but yeah. and I don't know if I think maybe uh, voting has closed, but you know Flow Wrestling had a had a a hometown heroes. Uh, they they gave out the, this this they have the, it's a voting. They did videos. They interviewed half a dozen. I think maybe five final contestants for this hometown heroes and uh, Northern States, Rocky Briquette was, was one of the finalists. And, and 
you know, he did, he had a great interview with Mark Bader from, from flow. And they were talking to him about, you know, everything from being a, you know, a youth high school wrestler to a, a high school coach and then moving into the, into the college program and, and taking a program that had been, uh, canceled drop you know, <laughs> canceled drop, yep. to, to, uh, to, to where it is today, which is you know, obviously not where they want to be, but they're keep, keep growing forward. And, and, uh, hopefully, you know, I think the voting is, is probably closed on that, but I'm not hundred percent sure of that, but I just, I, I, I was proud I of Rocky. Uh, I was proud. I, the, the interview that they did was, was super, uh, the guy's been through, uh, things that a lot of college coaches don't ever have to see. And if, and, and I think they college coaches see a lot more, have to go through a lot more stuff than most of us realize. So, uh, you know, just a shout out to Rocky. I was, a, it, you know, I was proud of him for being nominated. I was proud of him for getting as far as he did and, and hopefully he wins the dang thing. And, and, uh, that would be fun to see, but it's, it's been, it's been fun to kind of watch that over the last five or six years and, and so I was, I was happy to see that. So that's my final words. Okay. Well, guys, Dakota Grappler, always fun. I'm here to uh, promote the sport of wrestling at any level, guys, because it's it's changed my life. It's been my passion, and it will be till probably the day I die that the wrestling, wrestling's got my heart. So hoping you guys enjoyed tonight, and we're going to have a lot more to talk about. Uh, just, again, hit me up. This is Dakota Grappler having fun talking wrestling, guys. You guys take care. And thanks again, guys. You guys have a good night. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Dakota Grappler Live, your source for wrestling in the Dakotas. Check us out and subscribe to our webpage and YouTube channel at dakotagrappler.com. Now go promote wrestling.